We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i am joined today by two of my best pals ross uglum of packer report and jacob west and north of game on Wisconsin, and then I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Ross, I'm going to kick it to you because uh, you were not here at the start of our show last week. You were in uh, the far, the far double Dome, overtime, double <laughs> overtime, one of the craziest. I mean, what they were they're down at 17 points in the in the second half, came back and won the dang thing. So Ross was was partying with the people last week as we were recording. But uh, Ross, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, brother. Um, just just doing absolutely fantastic here on uh, on Super Bowl Monday, Hangover Monday, and excited to embrace the off season. The uh, um, you know the the Rams were champs for and now it's over today, <laughs> right right now, yeah. right, right now. I mean, the 2022 the joke, season has begun today. Like all 12 of the Rams fans are partying. Yes, wild right now. Um, but uh, one of those people, one of those twelve people, is not Jacob Westendorf. Jacob, you're here with us today. How are how are you? How you feeling? Ready for this off season? Yeah, right. But I've been ready for you know a month if we're if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it was nice. The championship games were both entertaining. Yesterday's game was entertaining. I uh, was smart and looked ahead and took the day off. So I have today and tomorrow off after the Super Bowl. So that was nice to be able to recover. I did that in anticipation of maybe another team playing in the Super Bowl, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. So here we are talking again about uh, some quarterback drama. We've never done that before. Never, not once. Um, And that's exactly what we're going to get into. And we don't need to talk about the Super Bowl because honestly, I don't really care. Um, because it was, it was a fun game. It was good. Good for Matt Stafford. All right, moving on. Like Ross said, it is the 2022 offseason. Um, but today, guys, it was reported uh, by Yahoo, I believe. You know, we were just talking about it was reported by Yahoo, but tweeted out by like a, an NFL rumors account. Um, and I believe it was on Yahoo podcast that they were reporting uh, the Packers, you know, they desperately want Aaron Rodgers back, and they have made that abundantly clear to anyone that's willing to listen. They want him back, 
And now the reports are 45 to 50 million a year for him. That's the offer they're, they're, they are prepared to make for him. And then the corresponding uh, part of that tweet was 35 million APY average per year for Devontae, which makes no sense, right? He asked for 30. Why would they come in and give him 35? I don't, I don't know if that necessarily was correct. Uh, kind of makes me question the, that report in general. Uh, but it's not just that report, right? It is other people have been basically talking about they want Devontae back. They want Rodgers back. They're willing to move heaven and earth to make that work. But let's just talk about those specific numbers. And let's let's make it a little bit more palatable for Devontae because, like I was alluding to, he asked – I mean, the reports are he's asking for 30. So giving asking so – the Packers giving him 35 makes zero sense. I actually read that tweet as $25 million a year, which kind of made me go, that makes sense. That's a little bit below um, what Hopkins is getting. That's probably about market value. So let's just operate under the, the premise that it is, you know, 45 to $50 million and then 25 uh, for Devontae. And, Ross, I'll kick it over to you first. Just where do you stand with all of that as far as – one, that's a lot of money. Two, can the Packers do anything with two guys with that much money? And if they're going to run it back with this team, can they do that with that much money tied up in two guys? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to – like, I wouldn't, you know, but but I'm I'm more of the mindset of, you know, what what's the definition of insanity? Continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I'm not saying they can't win a title – um, with Rodgers and Adams, but I'm also saying that they were in a significantly better position with what they were paying Rodgers and Adams, and they weren't able to win a title like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, I think you're, you're always going to have, in the short term, a better chance to win a championship with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, but it's it's been, you know, uh, I think 11 seasons since it's actually happened. So, you know, your, your odds aren't that good. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think – this has been kind of my take the whole time is this is going to be more of a Ted roster than a Goody roster. And what I mean by that is, you know, you always just had to bank on young players and maybe some guys you never heard of and internal improvement. And, and if the, if the 2022 Packers are going to be good and, and, you know, I think obviously a, a significant regression from the Packers would mean like 10 and seven. I mean, that'd be a significant regression. Um, you know, you're going to need uh, Darnell Savage to take a step and you're going to need Jair to come back and you're going to need Royce Newman to take a step. You're going to need A.J. Dillon to take another step uh, and, 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 you know, so on and so forth. And and maybe you do finally draft a receiver in the first round and, and he's going to have to produce, you know, that season, not not three years down the road, but that season. And that's what I mean by just in general, this is going to maybe have to be a little bit of a different roster unless they get a whole bunch of Whitney Mercilesses, just guys that, you know, see that Brady's gone and, and just view this NFC as well. The Rams really weren't that good, which I kind of agree with. And, and just view this NFC as like, okay, we've got a real shot here and start taking, you know, deals that they maybe shouldn't, or, or, you know, maybe aren't that financial financially prudent, not, not 35 year old guys, but 31-year-old guys that that really see this as a chance to be a part of something special and understand that they're taking less to do this with Rodgers and Adams, et cetera. Yeah, and it's kind of a put your money where your mouth is, Rodgers. You, you, you talk about 
guys wanting to come and play with you for a lesser deal. Uh, let's see it. Because so far, what we've seen from that whole you know spiel from him was Cobb at a, at like not a cheaper rate at all. Like they yeah. they actually paid Cobb pretty handsomely this last year to come in and essentially be 12's buddy. Which and, I mean, he played he played good football for them. Like let's like that's kind of selling him short, but ultimately like that's why they brought him in. And I want to bring Jacob in on this too because it's something I've seen him argue uh, with people about on Twitter, and, and you know how I love you know dunking on people on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm split or like, I guess I don't even know if I'm split. I just understand both sides of the argument. You talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You start talking about Brady taking 20 to 25 million when he's worth 40 or honestly on the open market worth whatever the hell he wanted. Somebody would have paid him 50, you know, somebody absolutely would have done it. And at the same time, you know, you, you go to Rodgers and Devontae and says, what if we give you both like matching four-year, $100 million deals? And Aaron, you're worth a lot more than that. And Devontae, you might even be worth a little more than that. But if we do this, then we have room to do this, 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 and this, and this, and you'll get a title. But like Jacob has said on Twitter, why? Get what you are worth. Get what get what the market – you know, and, and I get that the Packers have probably got some hometown discounts over the year by – extending guys before they hit the actual open market, but ultimately get what you're, get what you're worth. And, and, but if you're Rogers at the same time, if, if they pay him $50 million a year, it, there are, I think valid questions about, okay, how serious is he about winning? Because if he took 35, you could spend 15 more million dollars on somebody else. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where it's it's tough for me because, you know, when people are saying, oh, Rodgers should take less, why? The Packers, I mean, <laughs> literally the, the reason in a nutshell, <clears throat> two years ago before the draft, the Packers didn't even call him and say, we're drafting a guy to replace you. And, and I don't <clears> – <throat> this isn't a Jordan Love argument or a Jordan Love discussion. It's just a crux of how the NFL works. They're always looking to replace those guys. They could cut Aaron Rodgers tomorrow on a whim. They won't do that, obviously, but they could. Right. They cut guys all the time, every given day. So if you're worth – not only that, I know my job isn't comparable to an NFL player's by any stretch of the imagination, but all three of us sitting in here, if somebody offers you more money, more likely than not, you're going to take it. That's just kind of how we all operate. And these guys are the same way. And I know it's different dollar figures and people can't fathom that, hey, he made $30 million. Why does he need 35 when 30 could help? Or like what Ross said, if you're making 50, you could make 35 and they could spend 15 more. I understand that, but it's also like what the money says, what the players union is telling these guys to do. Cause I could promise you every single time a player takes a hometown discount, the union's looking at those guys like, Hey, what the hell? Cause now you're talking about 10 other guys that don't want to take a hometown discount or don't need to take a hometown discount now have that number in their market. So I'm I not think- going to agree though. Those guys to take less. Absolutely not. Um, now that being said, are there fair questions like Ross said about how serious is Aaron Rodgers about winning? If he's going to take, you know, a third of the salary cap, Certainly, but I think there's fair questions about how important is that to him anyways. He wanted out of Green Bay last year when it was very obvious, at least to me, that his best situation to win was in Green Bay. And then clearly he wanted to make some kind of statement and everything like that too. So it's going to be an interesting negotiation. It's going to be interesting how they structure that contract because 
just because you're paying somebody 45 million annually doesn't mean their cap hit is such and they're going to have to make it to where his cap hit is such because his cap hit right now is 46 million dollars so that ain't going to be a 45 million dollar cap hit i can promise you that that's not possible we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And I think with, with 12, you know, it's so much about respect for him and it's so much about the people, how others, how others, the people and how those people, those people around the league even view him. And for as much as he sub subly, you know, wants to knock an F about stuff, he does. And so this is, this is a hundred percent a tinfoil hat theory, but my thought process is one, this isn't super tinfoil hat. This is not, this part is it. I think the Packers have been willing to tell anyone who will listen how much money they're willing to give Rodgers because they want this to look like, Hey, see, we, we did everything we could. We did. We were willing to pay him $50 million a year to get him to stay in green Bay. Like from a PR perspective, that's what they have to do because he drugged them through the mud all off all last off season. They kind of have to recoup some of that in green Bay about like, Hey, no, this is, we do do things the right way here. We do care about the people here. Um, and we're willing to make this guy that, you know, is our all world, everything. We're going to pay him as much money as he wants. We're going to give him, you know, whatever he wants. So from a PR perspective, I think Green Bay is doing that. But then also from a tinfoil hat perspective, knowing how Aaron Rodgers operates, how much would he love it to come in with all these reports about 
Dude, Green Bay is going to give him $50 million a year and then come in and be that, you know, the riding in on his white stallion saying, actually, I'm taking 20, guys. I, yeah, they were they were willing to give me 50, but I'm, I'm going to take 20, you know, because that's who I am. That's how much I care about my legacy. Like, that is kind of far-fetched. I get that. But with everything we've seen from 12 in the last couple of years, like nothing would surprise me anymore. Um, and I think some of it just very much is like how he wants to be perceived. Right. Like public opinion is very clearly important to him. And he's been super annoyed with the way that people have, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but like the way that people have, have discussed you vac- vaccination yeah. status, like that angers him. And if he truly, you know, as a lot of professional athletes say, if he truly didn't care what people thought, he wouldn't have gone and freaked out on Joe Rogan about, you know, and, and, and basically said, I'm not probably not going to win the MVP because of this. And, you know, all the things about his vaccination status when he, he, he does very much obviously care about what people think of him. It's, it's people that obvious. people that people that don't care about stuff don't have to tell people they don't care about yeah. stuff. You know, <laughs> they just straight up don't care. <laughs> like yeah, if exactly. Rogers didn't care, like I don't think he would have mentioned it once. Yeah, right. He wouldn't have mentioned it once on the McAfee show. So yeah, you know, I don't know. None of us know the guy, but we have all watched him basically grow up in Green Bay. Like when you talk to really hardcore Packers fans and people that have covered this team, like you kind of feel like you do know Rogers in a way of like how he has changed over the years, who he is now, who he used to be and kind of how all this stuff has, has, has come about. Um, But one thing that kind of came with all of this news and truthfully, like on a scale of one to 10, give me a really quick answer. After all this stuff this week, one through 10 is Rogers going to be back. Jacob. Eight, eight, Ross. Eight and a half, nine. I, I just, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't. And, and that's the other thing is, you know, obviously the the nuclear option is retirement. Yeah, he's not. And worst case scenario, far and away. Because we've talked about, or I at least have talked about, Green Bay was able to rebuild the Favre era in three years and rebuild to a title. Left in 07, they stunk in 08, they were good in 09, but not quite good enough, and they won the title in 10. Now, I'm not saying you trade Aaron Rodgers and then start printing the 2025 Super Bowl champion T-shirts. I don't, I don't know as though that's going to work. But the difference is the Packers got a conditional second for Brett Favre. This is the two-time defending most valuable player in the league. You just saw a quarterback who is less physically gifted than him play for seven more years, if you're talking about Rodgers' age now. You also have seen him play at an extremely elite level, and you've seen the Rams shotgun picks into the sun for Matt Stafford and get rewarded. So these teams that have thought that they're a quarterback away – just got confirmation. We might actually be a quarterback away. So any like people I see on Twitter, oh the Packers, Packers fans are over. Packers fans and writers are over evaluating what they can get for Rodgers. Bull s. They might be under evaluating it after what just happened with Matthew Stafford and the Rams. People's kingdoms for Aaron Rodgers. So what I'm saying is, if you get two good young players, three first round picks, and two seconds. You are in a completely different stratosphere from a rebuilding perspective than you were with Brett Favre. Period. And 
the thing though, you know, retirement, it seems like it's between, it doesn't seem like it all, it all but seems like it's between retirement and coming back. I think being traded, I it seems like retirement. off the table. And neither do I, because look, we just talked about watching this guy for the last 17 years. His goal for a long time has always been, I'm gonna, I want to play till I'm 40. Wait, not Rogers 40. does Rogers <laughs> doesn't, and he doesn't strike me as the type of guy to set a goal and then to just be like, nah, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that just might change. But I mean, the other part about what Ross yeah. is talking about, it certainly helped that Aaron Rodgers was good. We don't know if Jordan Love is, but the good news yeah. is if he's not with that bounty that Ross is talking about, now you can decide if he stinks. Now in 2023, you have ammo without having to more like, the 49ers don't have a yep. first-round pick for two more years because they traded him for Trey Lance. Worth it if Lance is good. But the Packers won't have to do that specifically. They'll still be able to trade and get Bryce Young, just to throw a quarterback's name out, and have draft capital to build then around him. Yeah, and, and yep. can I get a takeoff here? Kind of yep. no matter what the ultimate result is here, if Jordan Love stinks, and I – didn't like him in the pre-draft and haven't seen anything to change my mind. And I, I know Morley disagrees with me on this, but if he stinks, they're going to end up, they're going to end up dodging this bullet. I, because if Rogers signs an extension, they're either going to let him play out his contract and not re-sign him, or they're going to trade him for a third round pick or a fourth round pick. So which is, if, which is better than most first round busts that you actually get some type of compensation back. Right. Now, granted, they're not going to know the end of the flip side of that is say he gets traded to Denver and 17 years from now, we're talking about what if they just would have went with love. Yeah. You know, the chance, the, and I, I a hundred, like I, I, you guys know Jordan love is my dude and I like him, but even I will admit the chances of that happening are. And, and what I oh. said, all what I said all along, if you go back all the way to when I wrote the article that I wrote after they drafted Jordan love, I said, this just doesn't make sense right now. Nope. The point of drafting a quarterback is to is honestly as we've seen though not obviously this year but so many years is to win that super bowl with your qb not making any money with with him for four years making very little and then for that fifth year option still making kind of what you can manage after that it gets really tough ask the chiefs ask the packers ask a, a million other teams that have paid these guys truly paid them it gets really hard, and you were never going to be able to build around rookie contract Jordan Love. It, 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 it didn't line up then. It doesn't line up now. You were never going to be able to truly build around rookie contract Jordan Love, and now they're not going to. It's, it just isn't going to happen. So it's going to be, and I don't know, you know, what, like you said, Bryce Young. I don't know who, whoever's at North Dakota State now. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever top five QB you want to talk about in 2024 is is maybe then then Goody actually has a chance to build like that really really nasty roster with a quarterback making eight million bucks a year. The Eagles, Carson Wentz. He didn't even play that game, but their roster was so damn good because he wasn't making any money. And and that is what the Packers would have missed out on handing it to love like this. A one-year thing, great. Where you you know you have a guy, you have the Alex Smith uh Pat thing where Pat doesn't play year one, but then you, you hand it off, or even shoot, Jimmy G Trey Lance. Well, I mean, I don't mean to make this into yet another North Dakota State edition of Packaday Podcast, but I would love to see something like like that. 
where the starter, maybe it's Rodgers, has one final run in the sun, and then you get three years on a rookie deal plus a fifth-year option, which would be the fourth year of that quarterback being there. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Rodgers, a lot of people forget that he was not on his rookie co- contract in 2010 when they won it, but he, he was, was not making on making no money yet. And I think, but I think that's what would happen with Love, right? Is if he shows any signs of a pulse at the quarterback position, they're not giving him 40, 40 million a year. They're going to get a pretty friendly contract, I would assume. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. And I don't think we're going to find out. I really don't. I think he's going to either be good or bad, you uh, know, for another franchise. And, and that's what leads us into our next point. What kind of came with all this news of Rogers' contract and kind of, what I really think was people just kind of admitting like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Was the Jordan Love discourse? Was Does he suck? Is is he the worst first-round <laughs> draft pick in the history of the NFL? Fellas, too many a people, lot of people are asking. That, that guy, <laughs> that Bears troll got way too much. Way run. too much. He's way not even a Bears. He's not a Bears writer. He works for. He's got his credit. He's got his blue check mark for some other reason, not for writing about the Bears. Right, but he's from Chicago, and he claims himself to be a part of Bears Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Well, three of the first, I believe it's three first round picks from Jordan Love's draft class are currently in jail. So I think that's, I think, I think that should answer, I think that should answer your question about not only that, but here's the thing. I don't believe for one second that that Jordan Love selection didn't unlock something in Aaron Rodgers to say, oh, I'm done. F you watch this. Right. Yeah. And, and had something. And if that is the case at all, that selection is worthwhile. The only thing that could have made it even more worthwhile is if Green Bay would have been able to get it done one of the last two years and win a championship. Is it a good thing that Jordan Love was traded up for, drafted, and now unlikely to play a significant snap for the team that did that? No, that's a bad thing. Can you certainly have an argument that if they had drafted receiver X, cornerback Y, linebacker, defense, you know, whomever, somebody that has played for the franchise, would that have changed something? Maybe. But worst first round pick ever. And then the, you know, the counter argument yeah. that he made was, well, you know, these guys that you're telling me sucked actually played significant snaps. Yeah. Bad ones. Cool. Bad <laughs> snaps. <laughs> they're, la- they're literally hurting their team. That's they bad. made your team work. And that would keep mentioned the, and I can't believe I'm giving this guy literally any of the breath that comes out of my body, but he, you know, it, it, the Trubisky thing, you, it is worse to have a bad quarterback play and have you commit seasons to him, literal seasons to him going nowhere than it is to just cut bait. And and like even say, maybe they get a fifth, like a conditional five for love. You still haven't gone into a season thinking like this guy who isn't going to be good enough to win us a title is our guy. You, you just never want to be in that position. And I get it. You you are constantly every, 32 teams, one winner, 31. Don't do it. They, but they, yeah. I mean, essentially they, they spent a first round pick on a super talented young quarterback to get, to get a look at him and not have to let him torpedo a season. Like if he sucks, they probably know already. Right. And they're like, well, we got Rogers. So if if hindsight's 20, if hindsight's 2020 and you know, and you just tell, you don't tell Brian anything about that's going on in the playoffs. And you say, Brian, you're going to go 13 and three and then 13 and four. 
he probably doesn't take Jordan Love. He probably takes T yeah. Higgins or Denzel Mims or something. You know, he does he does something that will actually help the team. But hindsight's right. not twenty twenty. It's just not. And and they felt they liked the kid and his, you know, sophomore year tape was real real good and his junior year tape wasn't. And they thought that Luke and Matt and whoever could fix that stuff. And maybe they did. Maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. Doesn't look like they it got, so far. I mean, we may never they got find out. A- they got a – I mean, if he comes out after his sophomore, he's a top-10 draft pick. And I think that's how they viewed it. It's like we could get a potential top-10 talent-wise quarterback right here for our declining, you know, at the time. And, like, people, especially Bears fans, don't want to admit that because Rodgers was still whooping that ass up in Chicago even when he was having down years. So I'm sure they don't remember him having down years. But make no mistake, he looked like he – he looked like he had one foot out the door. Jake, and, 2019 – December, take the Giants game away. Washington, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit. Rodgers is average or worse in all four of those games. Mm -hmm. Good against Seattle in the playoffs. Bad against San Francisco in a championship game that he would have had to have been superhuman. I understand that. But it wasn't an unfair question of, is this guy on his way down, on his way out? And I think that Gutekunst and company didn't want to get caught in the position that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in. One, playing a quarterback they didn't want to play in Ben Roethlisberger. And two, now they're playing another quarterback they don't want to play next year if nothing changes in Mason Rudolph. So they wanted to have that opportunity as well. They really liked him. The process is fine. The problem I've always had, and I actually shared this, it was a Packer Report article that I wrote right before that draft. I had Jordan Love as a C pick in the first round. So it's not a draft grade, but it was a, this is what I think about this prospect and if they were to pick him. So if it were Joe Burrow, just for example's sake, that would be an A. Now, Joe Burrow was never dropping to whatever selection Green Bay ended up at that year, but Jordan Love was a C for me. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' feelings. I don't care about all the other crap that came out of it. I just didn't like the player, and that was the problem that I've had with that selection from the day, and some of the stuff Ross talked about certainly played into that as well. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food, and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 and use code Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Remember to use code Packaday16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. 
You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com packaday. Yeah, and okay, so we've given that we've given that guy enough air time. Uh, no, Jordan Love is not the worst pick um, in the history of the NFL. Just to, just to be clear, I think we're all on the same page with that. Uh, but moving on, last last thing that I want to talk about with you two guys, uh, and we've kind of touched on it already. And it's just the question is, and and I guess I'll frame it this way because we're talking about running it back. This team running it back. And I think if they get Rodgers back this year, I think it's two years. I think essentially they're looking at two years um, with 12 under center, and they're going to put all their eggs in that basket. Like, we got two years, come what may after that. We'll figure it out when we get there. But we're going all in these next two years with these guys. From a franchise, you know, team-building perspective, I think we've already kind of touched on what we all would do, and I think I'm in agree- I am in agreement with you guys give me the picks, like give me the picks, let Goody just be scorched earth with his first round picks. Like he has been, and we'll go from there and we'll figure it out. Um, But just from strictly a opportunity cost standpoint, is it the smart decision to put all your eggs in the basket for the next two years and give everything you have, for the next two years. What do you guys think about that? It's a tough conversation to have. Cause I mean, I'm I, obviously Bill Huber said it on head of pack after the season was over. This is title town, not division title town. The Packers haven't won a title and those title banners, they fly forever. And honestly, if green Bay, like, let's just say they do, they, they do all that. They win back-to-back titles. Like, do you think any Denver Broncos fan in the late nineties and early two thousands cared that those teams sucked for however long they did before they ended up with Jake Plummer and champ Bailey and all those guys, probably not because they won back-to-back super bowls and some in a pretty memorable fashion. They cheated with the salary cap and did all that stuff, but that's a bitter Packers fan talking certainly, but uh, It's tough to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's tough to say that, like, is it the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do if it works. Like, was the Rams way of building their team the right way to do it? Yeah, because they won a Super Bowl. Are they going to care in three years if they suck? Probably not because they won a title. Now, that's the thing that you kind of have the problem with is what if you don't win the title? You know, that's that's the decision. Make people, teams, fans, everybody. They love decision making processes that end in championships. The one thing I would tell Green Bay is if you are going to do this, then you need to do it all the way in. And I know that sounds stupid because I don't think the Packers did anything this year that was wrong, but just to use a couple examples, when you're at the trading deadline and Robert Tunyon's not coming back, trade that, like if somebody says, oh, we want a third for Evan Ingram, just to throw a name out there that was there. We want a third for Evan Ingram. Green Bay, ah, we would rather give up a fourth. 
just give up the third. Quit doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, you're already yeah. in on that. Not only one, your your third round picks suck anyways. So I don't know what the deal with that is. So just trade them anyways. But I'd rather you're trade do that, the third. Trade for those guys. Sign those guys. Like, be and you're already irresponsible from a financial standpoint. You're already irresponsible from a team building standpoint. Just be irresponsible then. Lean all the way into that. Grab those guys from outside the organization. And cool, yeah, you found some guys like Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell. Sometimes it works out with those guys. A lot of times it works out that those guys stink. And that's probably what's going to happen if you do that. So find those guys, bring them in, get them up to speed and get them running. You know, if Tony Gonzalez, that's not a great example, but if Tony Gonzalez is available, like they had a chance. He is available. He is. (laughs) If they had had a chance, like, here's an example. If Rob Gronkowski says, I know he said he would only play for Joe Burrow, but if Rob Gronkowski says, hey, I'll consider it, sign that guy. And if it means you're paying him a retired salary at, you know, $8 million three years from now, well, you kind of have already given the idea that you're going to suck three years from now. Anyways, do everything you can to win that championship. But if you're going to do this all in thing and you have to be all the way on that side of things and be willing to give up some premium draft capital that you really haven't been willing to do in the past, I'm not saying trade all your entire draft for the best receiver in this draft or anything like that, but be more willing to add guys that are outside of the organization. Cause I do think sometimes Ted Thompson was guilty of this. And I think Gutekunst is sometimes as well, that they're a little too precious about guys that are homegrown on their roster and have been there. Josiah DeGuara. And I know I keep talking about tight ends, but that's an example. Like Josiah DeGuara should not be the top tight end option on a team trying to win a championship. And they did have some time after Tunyon got hurt to try and find somebody that was a little more natural as a pass catcher. Does that change a few things in a playoff game? Maybe. Maybe it doesn't, but those are the kinds of risks I think you have to take if that's the approach they're going to do. Would I do that? No. I wrote four Packer report right after the season was over. I would trade Aaron Rodgers. I would be rip the Band-Aid off. I would cut the cord, whatever phrasing you want to use. Green Bay's not going to do that. So knowing that they're not going to do that, then you've got to be willing to do what Tampa Bay's done for the last couple of years. Hey, Leonard Fournette's available. Sign do what him. the Saints did. I mean, yeah, they've been in bigger cap problems than Green Bay, and they keep keep just kick. You know, that's where like Bukowski keeps talking about the cap being fake. That's that's where that comes from. Is what the Saints have been able to pull off for the last they four years. Jarvis Bird while being forty million dollars over the cap. I have no yeah. idea how that happened, but they did. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, that's a great point and that anyone that says like hey they just can't afford to sign anybody like that like find that tweet find that press release and be like 40 million over signed on the dotted line and i think the point with all this student and it's interesting to throw in like this like imagine being the lions imagine being in jacksonville like hey fellas you want two years of legit super bowl contention and then after that you're going to suck again. (laughs) Like, I think it's just a matter of perspective as well, right? Like Packers, we're just – like the Packers are used to being in contention every single year. So the idea of them sucking is is foreign and it's weird. 
But the fact of the matter is, chances are when Rodgers is gone, they're going to suck anyways. You know, and it's gonna it's gonna be a minute before they they find a guy again and they can uh, be legit Super Bowl contenders. And I don't mean suck as in like they're not going to win any games because I still think Matt Lafleur knows how to coach. But I mean, if you don't have twelve, it's tough, man. If you don't have if you do not if you don't have that dude at quarterback, good luck. And that's kind of the thing, right? Is you know, I was with you know, our friend Justice, you know, Tankstus, rest in peace, <laughs> Tankstus. But you know, talking about like actually hitting the reset button, and it was something I've mentioned on the radio a bunch. Like, if Rogers comes back, don't resign Adams, don't give Adams market setting money, reset the team, you know, cut Bakhtiari after next year, to be honest with you. Like, do, Preston re- Smith, all them, re- reset the team. And yeah, they're going to stink, but don't be the Vikings. Don't. Don't sign Kirk Cousins so you can either go eight and eight or nine and eight, depending on what the NFL decides to do for scheduling. Don't do that. Don't you know? Don't don't do any of that stuff. Keep drafting quarterbacks until you find one, and then when you find one, build around him and go win a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And but but the other thing is, like there was just a blocked punt, man. They're they're blocked punt from being Super Bowl champions because they would have smacked the Rams again and they would have destroyed that Bengals team. They beat the watch Green Green Bay's pass rush man to man by the I, time Z came back is better yeah. than the Rams. And the Rams have the best individual guy with Donald. Right. But right, man right. to man with Z and Preston and Ra and Clark and all those guys, they would have eaten Joe Burrow. For sure. And anyway, but that, that's not my point is like say that doesn't happen. Like just if you can get three more coin flips where you're either the one or the two seed, give me three more coin flips. Give me give, give me that. I get it. Like I, I I mentioned, we mentioned, we've all talked about the, the reset thing and, and that we're ready for that. And, and, man, especially for draft guys like us, like how cool would it be to have two first-round picks for, like, the next three years and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant or whoever the hell would come back from, you know, San Francisco or my dream where they flip Rodgers for Trey Lance and a bunch of picks. Like, <laughs> that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. That's not happening. So – Get yourself to the point where you're okay with however many, you know, coin flips you get. Because with 12 and 17 and the way that Goody is able to turn the bottom of that roster, and, and, and yeah, I know, you know, the Jimmy Graham thing went terrible. And the Christian Kirksey thing went terrible. And he doesn't bat a 1,000, nor does anybody else. But he's been really, really good at drafting guys in the first two rounds. He's been awesome at it. And he's been pretty damn good at getting guys in the mid-rounds. Third round picks, notwithstanding, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Neither does Jacob. We don't understand it. That goes but, back to Ted Thompson. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got a ways to go on that. <laughs> but ultimately, fine. If if if, if Rodgers wants three more bites at the apple as the top three seed in the NFC, now that Brady's gone, I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, there's. I think there's chances are better than not that uh, that that they maybe get one of those. And, and here's here's the crazy thing, guys. Give me a one on the road. I don't need to see yeah. old ass Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field anymore. Get me him in a dome. Get him in a I'm, dome, baby. I'm serious. Get this offense God, 72. Somebody else's house, 72 degrees, no wind. How'd they get to the last Super Bowl? I, I love Lambeau Field. I do. If I'm at Lambeau Field, I want my quarterback to be six foot four with a rocket arm, and I want him to be 24 years old. <laughs> After that, I, give me, give me at Rams next year as NFC yeah, championship That's game. what I was just give, thinking. Give, oh. give, me, give me, give me, give me at Arizona. 
where it turns into Lambeau Field West anyways. (laughs) What you're saying, Ross, is in – so give you Rodgers for three more years, road playoff games, and then in four years you basically – I mean, I'm hearing you say this. You want Cole Payton (laughs) as as the starting quarterback. (laughs) That's – hey – I did this a very I did this very same thing with Trey Lance before he even started a game for NDSU and I looked and then so it wasn't smart. a joke. And then it wasn't a joke. Yeah. And then he was awesome. Uh so if you're looking for the next NDSU freakazoid to come out of there that, that I just said his name and I won't repeat it. Cole Payton, I heard it. I thought you were talking about Peyton Manning's kid and that was like a nickname <laughs> you guys had for him or something. No. Uh, he's better. Um, but anyways, he has not taken – well, he has taken snaps for NDSU. He's awesome. But anyways, guys, that is really – we're at 40 minutes, so we're a little bit over again. I just probably would expect that to be the norm now that there's three of us on here. Um, you should have been on here, the pre-production show, off the hinges, off the rails. So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. If you get a chance, um, you enjoy the Pack of Day podcast, go ahead and head over to – iTunes or Audacity, whatever you listen to your podcast on, give us a five-star rating. We greatly appreciate that. Um, We'll catch you guys back here again, same time, same place, next week. And until then, go Pack Go! (laughs) 